Hi, welcome to the Diary of an Anxious Therapist. I'm your host, Ben France. I'm a licensed professional counselor and life coach who struggled with anxiety for my whole life. I'm also a musician, a writer, and a lifetime learner who thoroughly enjoys sharing what I learn and what I'm passionate about. With this podcast, my hope is to provide some insights, some information, and maybe even some interventions related to anxiety, finding and expressing creativity, and finding purpose and meaning in your life. I'll be using my own life experiences, along with things that I've learned in nearly a decade of being a mental health professional, to bring you content that is helpful, meaningful, and hopefully a bit entertaining. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting platform. And if you really want to do me a favor, leave a review. Five stars are appreciated if you do feel so inclined. That being said, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, Ben France here. Uh, It is Monday, January the 8th at about 12 o'clock or so my time. Uh, Kind of an unexpectedly free day today. I had one client appointment with a new client online and uh, that client no-showed on me. So I had the day to work on some other things. So here I am. Uh, This is going to be one of my off-the-cuff vlogs. It's also being used, though, as episode six of my podcast, Diary of an Anxious Therapist. So if you haven't listened to episode five of that podcast or haven't listened to the podcast at all, uh, check it out. It'll give you a little bit more insight, obviously, into my background, also into what we're talking about today. Just real briefly, episode five was about going all in on yourself and how we hold ourselves back from building the lives that we want. It was really more of an introduction to that topic. Uh, It's been a little while since that came out. It was back around the middle of December, and I took a few weeks break because the holidays, and so now I'm getting back to it, and decided to do this podcast more as an off-the-cuff thing like I'm doing with my weekly videos, just because honestly, it doesn't feel real authentic to sit out and write a script to me. So there'll be a little bit of rambling in here. For those of you that are used to listening to the podcast in its previous format, bear with me. There'll probably be a little bit more off-the-cuff random comments. It may not seem as organized, but it just seems more authentic and I think feels more right to me to do it this way. So that being said, uh, today we're going to talk about the fears that often hold... I'm going to reset that. Today, I'm going to talk about my fears and the things that kept me from going all in on myself. And if I'm being 100% honest, still sometimes keep me from going all in as much as I want to on myself. So set in, uh, set down, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. This is cup of coffee number three for me. And yes, coffee before talkie is my motto when it comes to daily morning time activities. So this one may be a little bit fast-paced, and I apologize, but I'm pretty caffeinated today. So today, like I said, let's talk about my fears, the things that held me back from going all in on me and the things that kept me in a place where I was working in unfulfilling jobs and following unfulfilling paths for a long time. Now, this can be related to career. This can be related to relationships. This can be related to any number of things. Today, what I'm going to be talking about predominantly with my fears are career-related things and the things that kept me in those dead-end feeling unfulfilling jobs. So let's dive in. Uh, first fear, and yes, I do have some notes here on the screen, so you'll probably see that. It's going to be a lot of me ad hoc making it up as I go along, but I wanted to at least have some semblance of an idea what I was going to talk about, so I wasn't hopefully completely all over the place. 
So for me, the first big thing that really held me in place and kept me stuck for a long time was fear of not being able to support myself or not being able to support my family, financial fears and worries. Uh, if you're someone like me who's a creative type and you have this yearning for freedom and for a life that feels meaningful for you, and if you want to create and chart your own path, may not be unusual, this fear of, but how do I make a living? How do I survive doing that? Something that may feel pretty familiar to you. And I know that was a big one for me for a long time. When thinking about that, uh, over the years, what I have done, and I apologize, I feel like I'm editing myself on the fly here because I want to go broad into general. What people often do is blah, blah, but that's not the point of this. The, even this podcast was called Diary of an Anxious Therapist. I mean, it's supposed to be about this guy. So I'm going to try to keep it to first person me. And hopefully it will be lessons that can be learned and be shared and other people will get some value from it too. So where did this fear of not being able to support myself and where did this fear of money and not going all in on the things I love come from? in the financial perspective. For me, this came from my childhood. These are some things that people that know me know this stuff. My therapist and I have had many conversations about this. I haven't ever talked, I don't think, real directly on this podcast or in a public sphere about this. But there was a time in my childhood that it was pretty rocky in our household. I have a brother that's older than me. He's 10 years older than me. He had moved out of the house or was getting close to moving out of the house. He's nine years old than me, pardon me. And so he wasn't around very much. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Sorry, coffee break, cheers. My dad was an extremely hardworking, maybe to a fault in some ways, dad. Uh, he worked uh, full-time in education from 1965, I think, until he retired in 2001. So we're saying what... 36 years. Also had a part-time job for longer than that, working in a, a commercial bakery as well. So as you'd imagine, growing up in a household with majority of the time, one income with two kids in the 1980s. Yes, I am that old. I'll be 48 later this year when my birthday comes around. Money was pretty tight at times. So it was not unusual to see things like potato soup and a lot of prepackaged stuff and a lot of like hamburger helpers and things like that for dinner. And not all my friends were that way. So growing up, I was around some friends who that was the case, but I was also around friends that always seemed to have some friends that seemed to have a lot of things and never seemed to have to deal with that. In addition to that, though, and getting more to the point, I'm kind of dancing around the subject a little bit here, that financial stress and strain caused a lot of conflict between my parents. I remember being like a 9, 10, 11 year old kid. And there were a lot of fights in my household around money that would get to both of my parents' credit. And I mean this, never got physically violent, but there was a lot of yelling and a lot of throwing things and, and emotional outbursts and things like that. And I feel a little bit weird even sharing this because I would never want my parents to feel hurt by me sharing this stuff with anyone, but, but I just, it's, it's, I think it's valuable for people to know. So what I learned at that age was that money equals security and lack of money equals lack of security. With my parents, those fights would get to the point that sometimes one of them would leave. And as a 10 year old kid, 
my brain would go to the place of, is my dad or my mom coming back or am I never going to see them again? And so this kind of put this slant on money for me to where it became all encompassing and all consuming and has to be a thing of constant continuity. I almost said constant. There has to be continuity there. There has to be safety there. There has to be this feeling of it's okay and it can't get tight and it can't get worrisome because if it does, bad things might happen. And in my brain, in my mind, people I might abandon me then. So that's a big one for me. That kept me stuck for a lot of years, for a long time in jobs that I didn't love. And it kept me from pursuing the things that I do love and the things that felt meaningful because I didn't really see how I could make money at those things. How am I going to make money as a musician? How am I going to make money as a counselor? And this is funny, even in my counseling program, I remember professors, good, good intended professors who are wonderful people and mentors and people that I love to this day. But I remember them saying, you don't go into this field to make money. And so even jumping into this field felt scary. It was frightening. Well, am I going to be living paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my life? And some months are still like that. Some months are paycheck to paycheck. And that is what honestly keeps me from leaning more into doing more of my creative pursuits. I also know that's part of what leans, keeps me more from branching out more into how I do mental health work and how I do work that's helpful to people. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But so that money one was a big one for me. So I wonder for you, is that one too? We all live in the real world. We know in 2024, I almost said 2023, 2024 now, inflation is a very big thing. Coffee drink again for those of you listening. And so it isn't getting any cheaper to live. I just did grocery shopping for my parents not too long ago. So my dad's uh, recovering from hip replacement surgery, so he can't drive. And my mom doesn't drive a whole lot anymore. And I was shocked at the cost of what some things cost. They're things that Tracy and I don't buy because we try to eat relatively healthy for the most part. We try to eat mainly whole food plant-based. But buying things like lunch meat, oh my God, $8.50 a package for 16 ounces of deli sliced turkey that's pre-packaged, not even from the deli. It's insane. So I'm not saying that the worry of money is not a real thing. It's valid. We have to live in the real world. But maybe get honest with yourself. Is that something that's holding you back, like held me back for a lot of years and still holds me back in some ways? The next thing for me, and this is a big one if I get really honest about my love of music and my love of creating and that sort of thing, is failing or not being able to succeed at doing what I love. So why did I never die fully or why have I yet to die fully into making music and composing and writing music and and even things, I don't even can't even say I have the exact the exact blueprint or the exact path. Starting a music podcast or a music YouTube channel or something like that, why have I not all went all the way in on those things? Big part of it, if I'm honest, is what if I fail at it? What if I'm not as good at it as I think I am? Do I really, I'm looking at my notes here, do I really know me? Am I deluding myself by thinking that I could be a musician? Am I deluding myself by thinking that I could be a composer and write music for film and for television? Who am I? I'm just some random guy who picked up a guitar at 13 years old and seemed to have some natural talent, or at least that's all what all these teachers told him at that age. But also, I'm not so dumb as to realize that they were getting paid to teach me, so there's probably a little bit of bias there. And so what happens if I try to go all in on that and I fail? What does that mean to me? What does that mean about me? 
Does that mean that life will just be this long, continuous slog until I die? That it'll never feel fulfilling? That I'll have to say, this is good enough, I guess, and just suck it up and deal with that? And I'll never feel fulfilled? I'll never feel like I'm doing the thing that really sets my soul on fire? And that does relate to my counseling and my mental health work to an extent as well. I'm not going to lie, folks. This is my day job. I love it. I love what I do. It's the most meaningful work I've ever done. It's incredible at the end of the day to get off of my last session on telehealth because I do everything remotely and feel like, holy crap, I made a difference today. That really mattered. I saw something clicked with that person because I gave them the space to go where they needed to go there. And that feels really good. And there's times when I get off those phone calls and I think to myself and I've literally said out loud, and pardon my language, but this is not a podcast for kids because I curse like a sailor. I got off those phone calls and said, I'm really fucking good at this. So it's fulfilling in many ways. I'm not going to lie and say it's fulfilling as sitting down and writing a piece of music and creating sounds out of thin air, though, because it's not. Doesn't mean that I don't love it. It just means that nothing lights my soul on fire like music does. So what if I never go all in on that? What is that going to mean? What does that say about me? Does that say I'm just deluding myself and I'm not as good at it as I thought I was? Does that say I'm too scared? Why is that fear so present? And if I let that fear override me for the rest of my life, am I going to be that 85-year-old person looking back on my life and going, man, I wonder what happened if I would have just dot, dot, dot. So if that's you, if you're afraid of failing at the thing that you love, finding out you're not as good at it as you think you are, Set with that a little bit and think about that. Does that ring true to you? I'm not going to go into a lot of detail today on that and now do this to try to push back that because I want to save that for next week. So I'm trying to make these podcasts shorter so they're a little more digestible. And honestly, they feel better to me in that regards too because I don't feel like I'm sitting down and making myself write a script to talk about a podcast about three mental health tips you can do to do blah, blah, blah because that's not the person I am. It's not me being me. And I believe authenticity is the most important thing we can bring to the world. As I said, you've probably seen me go up on some tangents today. So there we go. Let me get a drink of coffee here again for those of you in the audio world. And the next one for me, when I was thinking about what am I afraid of, what keeps me from going all in on me or in the past or currently, this is kind of a weird one, kind of counterintuitive, but I think it's true or I know it's true for me. I maybe have a fear of succeeding. What if I go all in on myself? What if I say, yeah, I'm going to do this. This has got to be awesome. I'm going to be a composer and I'm going to be the next Hans Zimmer and I'm going to write music for films and that's what I'm going to do. And I start doing it 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. And I find out that, oh God, I don't love this as much as I thought I did. Or worse, what if I find out I loved this and now I've taken all of the joy out of it and now this is just another freaking day job and I can't bring myself to do it anymore. That's a scary thought for me. Music's been my North Star my whole life. It brings me more joy, more peace, more companionship, more of everything than anything else ever has. So I'm not going to lie, this fear of what if I turn it into my job and then I grow to hate it and I don't love it anymore really scares me because it makes me worry that if I don't have this thing, it's my number one joy in life, what do I have? So maybe that's one for you too. Maybe it's that fear of succeeding. What if I do do well at this? Addition to that, in addition to the what if I take the joy out of it, 
what if I get so successful that it adds so much pressure to it? And that adds to taking the joy out of it. That's kind of, it's similar, but not quite the same. What if I get so good at it that then I have to do it? And then I'm doing it constantly. And I guess I'm almost restating it's taking the joy out of it. But what if I get so good at it that the stress level is so high that every time I sit down to write a piece of music, it feels like, oh God, it's got to be as good as the last one. Because if it isn't, that means I failed. That'd go back to fear of failure, but it's kind of related to failure after having succeeded, I guess. So is that one for you? Is it this fear of success? And what would that do to this thing that you love? Think about that. The final one that I thought of when I was trying to sit down and get a brief outline of this today was the fear of the unknown. And this is a huge one for a lot of us. There, there are so many platitudes and so many annoying canned sayings related to this out there, but I think that's because it's true. I know what I'm doing now. Even let's, let's stick with mental health for a minute for me. I know I'm working as a 1099 contracted employee for an employee assistance program company, our company that manages EAPs. I know I'm also set up where I can take insurance through another company that takes a monthly membership and a cut right off the top of it. And so the theory, and I know that as long as I stay with those things, I can get a somewhat steady supply of clients coming in. And then I don't have to worry about, am I going to have the lights turned off? Am I going to make enough income for this to keep going? If I in on myself and say, I'm not going to take insurance anymore, I'm not going to do EAP work anymore, I'm just solely going to focus on my private practice for people who I think are the perfect fit for me that are willing to work with me and see the value in that work to pay what my cash rate is, which I'm not the most expensive out there, but I'm not the cheapest out there by any means because it doesn't feel right to do that because I think this stuff matters. But there's that fear of what if I do that and then nobody comes? Then what? Or the fear of the unknown can be more vague than that. A saying that I, I, I've said a lot to clients over the years, and it's funny because it's also, a, it's also a, well, no, it's not. I was going to say it's also the title of a Slipknot song, and yes, I'm a metalhead from way back, so I do listen to Slipknot, among a ton of other types of music at this point. But is it better to stay with the devil that I know? I was thinking of the Slipknot song, The Devil and I. But the devil that I know I've had this conversation with so many clients over the years. One of the things that held me back for years when I was miserable, when I was working in corporate America, was I didn't know what it would be like if I left that and went somewhere else. I could get up at 6 o'clock, 5.45 in the morning on a Monday morning, miserable, saying, oh, God, I've got a 45-minute drive and I've got to go drive to this office to work for an insurance company and process insurance claims so I'm talking to people who are having kind of the worst day of their life all day, every day, and it doesn't feel meaningful. And while the company tells me, you know, your goal is to get the client covered, if at all possible, ultimately, it always felt like my goal is to make as much money as possible for that company. That felt gross. It felt bad. It didn't feel good to do that work to me. And I'm not criminalizing or condemning that work. That's me as an individual. It felt bad. But even though it felt horrible and I was miserable, I knew what it was like. There was always that voice in my head that said, yeah, but what if you leave this and go do something else? You know what this is. You know what kind of sucks, but it's not going to catch you off guard because tomorrow is going to be the same as yesterday and today. And so you better just stay here because this is safe. Stick with the devil that you know, even if it's a devil that's making you miserable, even if it's a devil that's slowly eating away at your soul. 
So is that one for you? Is it this fear of the unknown because you don't, you can't see clearly, you don't have a crystal ball, you can't see into the future, and the majority of us can't. I'm not going to say none of us can because I don't believe that's true and I'm very open-minded towards everything. But for the majority of us, we can't see into the future. And so is that fear of the unknown of, I don't know what will happen if I do this, is that keeping you stuck? And is that keeping you from going all in on you? I could dive into some of on all four of these, what I think plays into those, where do they come from? But I want to save that for next time. So next time we're going to go into information on how we can push back on those fears. Rephrase. Next time we're going to go into information, I'm going to share with you how I learned to push back on some of those fears, things that I've done over the years that have helped, some things that I did that maybe I thought were going to help but didn't, and maybe some things that I followed down some blind alley saying this will be the fix. And for this guy specifically right here, and for those of you in audio land, I'm pointing at myself, for this guy specifically right here, learned that, nope, that wasn't the way to push back on it because that didn't do anything but just further increase those fears. So that being said, I hope this was useful for all of you out there. Uh, I hope that you continue to get some value out of these videos and or podcasts. And I hope you all are doing well. And as I say, with pretty much almost everything that I do on social media, I'm going to end this the same way. I wish you all nothing but peace, love, and happiness in your life. Take care, everyone. Bye. That's it for this week's episode. I hope that you found the information to be helpful, inspirational, and maybe even a bit entertaining. Remember to subscribe to the pod via your favorite podcasting platform and rate and leave a review for the podcast if you'd like. Five stars are always appreciated for that. Additionally, you can find me on social media via threads and Instagram at Benjamin France LPC, TikTok via Benjamin underscore France underscore LPC, and via my website at BenjaminFrance.com. I wish you peace, love, and happiness in your life. Until next time, take care, everyone.